0: I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures.
1: And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses.
0: As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out.
1: (laughs) But you eventually figured things out, right?
0: For the most part through trial and error and mentorship but now as a vc i'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics so stacy and i are here to share that earned wisdom with you along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects
1: we are the roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips so turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey
0: Okay, welcome to another episode of our Expert Series. Today, I'm joined by Pam Ehrlichman, uh, Chief Marketing Officer at Jebit, and she's going to talk to us about Marketing 101. Thanks for being on, uh, Pam.
1: Thanks for having me. This was fun.
0: Yeah, well, you know, when I started my first company, I had no idea what marketing was, sales was, what the definitions of each are. How do you think about marketing? What's your definition of marketing?
1: It's fascinating because marketing is, pro- I, I joke around with uh, my, my team all the time. It's because marketing, uh, everyone has an opinion on marketing, right? It's probably one of the most ambiguous disciplines because it can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, in most simplest terms, to me, marketing is storytelling. It's telling, it's, it's telling your story in a compelling way. Um, that one speaks to your audience and 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 puts the context of what you do as why you know is why it's valuable and beneficial to them. Um, and two, it in that storytelling, you're differentiating yourself from from the competition. But at the end of the day, I think the great great marketing that we see is really just comp- telling a very compelling story.
0: I love that. It's uh, that's simple to understand, and I wish. I had asked you that question, you know, 20 years ago when I started my first <laughs> business, because it would have made things a lot more simple for me. And it's so true, right? Like so much of, uh, of marketing and just getting your business off the ground is about telling the right story to the right audience in the right way. Uh, and so with that, you know, what are the various types of marketing that people should think about? Like, What are the, the different things you should think about with marketing and, and how that works?
1: Yeah. The way, the way I break it down is, um, at at the highest level is brand, right? What, what do you, what do you stand for? What does your brand mean? Um, what's your look and feel? How, how does that connect? What's your purpose? Um, those are all the highest level, you know, you need, you need to have that to be able to tell your story. What, what is, what is your purpose? What is your audience? All of that. So it's, it's brand and brand strategy. Um, then from there, I, I would break it down into some of the core disciplines. And, and I personally think about this from, from a life cycle perspective. So thinking about it from acquisition and, and how, are, how are you bringing people into the brand? How are you then getting them from a consideration and activation standpoint? Uh, what are the areas that you need to lean into if, if, you're, um, if you're a SaaS product-led growth platform, right? A lot of those are gonna be different channels and different levels. Levers than if you're a uh, enterprise sales-led business right. model. So you have to put all of these disciplines in context of, of your business model. Um, then I think about it from a retention standpoint. How are you engaging, delighting, um, informing your customers? What are all the programs to, to answer that question? And then and then the last piece is advocacy, right? How are you turning those great customers into so much of of the world today is word of mouth and is referrals and, and is ratings and in reviews. So how are you turning your best customers into advocates for your brand and and letting them and letting them tell your story? Yeah. I joke with my team all the time because um, we're we're in the business of marketing to marketers. Yep. So yep. you know what I say is mar- marketers don't want to hear from us; they want to hear from other marketers. Right. So how do how do we enable? Our, our customers to, how do we activate them and how do we let them tell our story?
0: That's great. And, you know, I remember part of the challenge as a founder was, you know, you're trying to figure out who your customer is, the right product market fit. And so when do you think about, how does that interplay with the, the whole strategy of the organization, right? How does marketing interplay with figuring out who the right customer is? Like how, how do you think about that and how you help support the overall organization uh, as you get off the ground. Like we're talking very early days where, you know, what are we and who are we trying to sell to? Oh, and how do we tell that story, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, The most important and often overlooked piece, which forces companies to have to recalibrate and rethink is marketing needs to be owner of the insights, owner of the customers and how they view us. Um, you know, of course, when you go to build a business at the very beginning, you, it, you have your thoughts of how you want to frame it and the value that you're going to put forth and, and, and you should have that. But if it's not validated by what your early customers, how the words they use, what they say your value proposition is, um, you're, you're, you're going to have a misstep. Okay. So the most important role early on is for, for the marketing team to make sure you understand how your customers and partners frame you, what words they choose, how they think about you and your value and making sure that number one, all departments know that and and we're all playing off the same playbook, but two, you're then refining what your original marketing message and brand positioning is and making sure you're, you're playing that back to your audience.
0: That's great. And let's unpack that a little bit. What are, I mean, how do you specifically go and get those insights from your customers?
1: Um, when you're young in a, in a startup, yeah. you 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 do it manually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it is getting on the phone. It is listening to sales calls. It is uh, joining QBRs. If you know some, some small companies may not be at the point where they're having that, but you are you are on the phone talking to your customers. Um, certainly, you can do it in ways. If you have more customers, you're doing it through NPS programs. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's Net Promoter Score. So you're getting a measure of customer satisfaction. Um, you also get that through if if you're doing programs for ratings and reviews you're hearing how they're rating you and what what words and how they're t- describing you and talking about you so there's a lot of different places to pull customer customer sentiment and insights from but when you're early early it really is probably just picking up the phone and talking <laughs> and talking to your customer
0: right and then is this just a, a process you continue to run uh, from the very beginning and continue to get in- insights and See how things change, and how do you track that and and measure things?
1: Yeah, as I as I mentioned, I think that there is that you know nothing will ever replace, and you and it's important to stay in those sales meetings, join those QBRs, and and hear it live and be able to ask questions. But as you get bigger, as I mentioned, you implement more programs to to collectively get that. So from customer satisfaction, net promoter score from quarterly, how are we doing, from readings and reviews. I think you're just continuing to build a bigger feedback loop and in, in more, more avenues to hear it. That's
0: good. Talk a little bit more about how you think about marketing as it integrates with the sales team. I know you said sit on sales calls, but how do you think marketing works best uh, in relation to sales?
1: Um, I would say the the biggest area for um, alignment is in acquisition. It's in demand gen. Um, marketing is, you know, is role is to implement programs that are going to get those hand raisers or bring them to the site or re- request a demo or get them into the product. But if you're not in lockstep with your sales counterparts and BDRs in making sure they understand one, how that customer came in, what context, you know, are they, are they thinking about the company and know, and know, therefore how to approach the conversation or the outreach, um, you're you're dead in the water you're only mar- the marketing team uh, um, from an acquisition standpoint is only as effective as how closely aligned and and tied the sales team is to your efforts. Um, it's a shared responsibility for sure to move people through the funnel
0: it is and some of the mistakes I see or some of the problems I see often in early stage companies is there's a lot of finger pointing between marketing and sales early on when you're not necessarily hitting your numbers right yes and' yes. No companies hit their almost no companies hit their numbers early on, yeah. Um, and so, how do you how do you think founders should think about that in terms of, you know, how to how to address where maybe some of the and often the problems lie in all places, right? But how, how do how do we how do we get away from the finger pointing and how do we make it so that the the organizations all work well together and you identify the underlying problems the best?
1: I the most effective. Uh... Way to solve this in my career has been that the in in our case the CRO and the CMO have the same exact goal. Yep. If you if you have if you have different goals, then you're going to focus on different things. Um, and so I think I've been at organizations where it's been uh, a clash. <laughs> and fortunately for me, I'm 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 uh, I have a fantastic counterpart in in our CRO at Jebit. Um, And we have the shared the same revenue goal. It's not that I've got some like MQL and I don't care what happens down the funnel, you know, marketing and it's a higher standard and it's a harder standard. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I'm driving at the top of the funnel. It's how many you're going through. And that forces me to look at what we're doing very differently than if I'm just saying, oh, all I have to do is drive leads. It's up to you to do the rest.
0: Right, and that's where you see all the finger, finger pointing. Typically, exactly.
1: You know, exactly. sales saying,
0: "I'm not getting enough good leads," and marketing saying, "Well, you're not. I'm giving you good leads, but you're not selling them." So, right. And um, the
1: and the other point of uh, of alignment is making sure that the sales people and the BDrs are incentivized for the right things. If you're over incentivizing a a channel that marketing isn't driving, right, then they're not going to pay attention as much to the marketing leads. So really working to sort of even the playing field so so that those leads are looked at as just as valuable as other sources.
0: That's great. And what about marketing and customer success, right? You already have the customer in, what role does marketing play there? How do you overlap with good customer success?
1: So um, as I mentioned before, brands wanna hear from other brands. They don't wanna hear from SaaS. Parties, uh, SaaS businesses. So the there's a couple of major points of alignment with us in customer success. One is um, that customer success owns the customers and owns the customer stories. So we work really closely for them with them to help identify who is ripe for a case study or a webinar or press. Like where where are we seeing success with customers and can we can we marketing activate them? Okay. Um, the benefit to customer success, although that may look at oh that's another thing for me to do is we have data at Jebit that shows um, if one of our customers does something with marketing, is marketing activated in some way, shape or form, it is like a 99% renewal chance. Got it. So the more you create, you turn a customer from a customer into an advocate and and into some sort of marketing uh, resource for you, we've proven time and time again that that leads to healthy, healthy retention.
0: That's great. So the other kind of important piece in marketing one hundred and one is how do you set up a marketing organization? Like how did how should I know every company is different, but in you know what it how do you see good marketing organizations go from one person to three people to five, and what are those roles uh, as you continue to grow?
1: Yeah, um, it it really depends on what is most needed from marketing for the business, right? And I would say for. I'm, I'm gonna make the, the assumption that I think you'll agree with in a small startup, acquisition is usually the primary place that the marketing team needs to start and, and grow to pipeline and grow demand. So um, that, that is where you start when you're building out a team um, from, from scratch if, if that's the biggest need and demand um, of marketing. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think the competitive intelligence and the customer insights is often something that can get skipped over in the day to day, but is critically important. So making sure whether it's a product marketing role or a customer marketing role, making sure there is a keeper of the, uh, the, the cus- com- competitive intelligence, the positioning intelligence and, and the, the customer insights to frame everything that you're doing correctly.
0: Yeah, um, I, oh, go ahead, keep going.
1: Uh, I was going to say, and the, the last piece, again, to start out is obviously that that sales enablement piece. What pitch decks are you arming them with? What stories are you giving them? Um, what, what can you give the sales team to, to go out and be successful in, in their meetings?
0: Yeah, and, it, and I was just going to add that in my experience, I've seen a lot of companies uh, probably under-resourced in marketing, um, yes. and, and obviously, they, they're putting a lot of their resources into the sales and engineering teams early on. And yep. under resourcing in marketing. I mean, just maybe speak to that and what you know, in your opinion, uh, what the you know, how you know, in your experience, you know, where it really helps to make sure you're resourced properly in marketing and why.
1: Yeah, um, as I so so yes, I've experienced that myself, <laughs> where marketing is under resourced. Um, I think if you have a crystal clear target audience you know exactly who you're going after and what problem you're solving, then the decision may be to, we just need sellers because the audience is so clear and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's so targeted. Um, then in, in those cases, it may make sense. But if you have a broad target audience, or you're still not quite sure how your product market fit and positioning lies, then I think you need to make sure that your marketing team is staffed to drop, do that message testing, see what's resonating, drop various lines in the water and really start to, to form um, who, who's, who's most receptive um, and, and get your targeting strategy in place.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly valuable. Um, we're just about out of time. Any other final words of wisdom you'd like to impart? Anything we didn't touch on that you wish you knew uh, very early on in, in your career?
1: Um, be as data driven. As possible, um, you it, marketers. It, I I will say, obviously, um, the art. There is an art and science to marketing. Mm. So, in and you you, in especially in the age, some of the uh, the best ideas are the things that work the most are the crazy craziest creative. Ideas, So I guess ma- making sure you're balancing both the right brain and the left brain um, in, in being creative and impactful and what's gonna get someone's attention, but also make sure you're being data-driven and, and you see what's happening. And then I guess the other piece I would say is iterate, iterate, yeah. iterate. Yeah. I know it's painful, like you just did a pitch deck and, and it's finally out and off your plate and you've moved to something else, but if it's not resonating, you gotta you gotta go back and refine.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I thought this was great. I really appreciate your time uh, and your words of wisdom. And I know a lot of people will benefit. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.